This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is the Bama Online Podcast, this one on Thursday, April the 15th, 2021. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, and it is always a pleasure to be joined by BOL Recruiting Analyst, Hank South. Hank, how you doing? I'm good, Travis. How are you? We're hanging in there, man. We've got A-Day coming up here and just a little more than 48 hours from the time that we are recording this first thing on a Thursday morning. But before we get into some A-Day visitors and perhaps also some talk about the formal approval of the one-time transfer rule by the D1 Council there with the NCAA, also uh, it looks like that uh, dead period, what seemed eternal there for a while, is going to finally lift uh, around June 1 or so. We'll get into some of that stuff with Hank later in the pod as well. But big news, I guess, in a couple of ways on Wednesday as Jaheim Otis, big, that's the key word, I think, commits to the Alabama Crimson Tide, the four-star defensive lineman from Columbia, Mississippi. And the legend of this guy goes back a few years, doesn't it? Yeah, it's funny. I I, I look back and, you know, you can search on your text messages, kind of your first mention of something, or if you have an iPhone, at least. Um, I, I searched his name and Charlie Potter had texted me about him in 2017. Um, it's just funny. It's like what four years ago now that you know he he first kind of came up on the radar. Uh, he was he was pretty much not. I'm, I'm sure he's grown a little bit more, but he was a huge kid back in middle school. You know, going into eighth grade, um, he he camped it at uh, the Nick Saban football camp over the summer. He actually uh, talked with Nick Saban, I, I think, in, in 2017. So entering his eighth grade season. Um, so he's been on the radar. He's camped at Bama several times. He, he's very familiar with the program. Uh, right now, we have him listed at 6'4", 349. Uh, that's not verified. So, you know, uh, but, you know, all you got to do is just look at his Twitter <laughs> and see the videos he's posted and, and stuff. I mean, he, he's massive. But, um, yeah, it, it, a little bit out of the blue uh, as far as timing. You know, he, he, he's he's had an offer for a while. Um, like I said, he's been on the radar for a while. Album is very well aware of him. But, you know, the springtime is always kind of kids just decide to to commit. Um, and sometimes they don't really set decision dates or, you know, have commitment ceremonies. They just uh, they just get it out of the way. So um, big pickup number six in the class for Alabama. And I, I think it puts them currently at number 11 in the country with six commitments. So on a on a good pace to start. Now, I know in the update for us there at BamaOnline.com, you noted that Pete Golding and defensive line coach Freddie Roach are largely involved with Otis. Is that where this sort of 
relationships got underway where, you know, we have so much turnover on staffs these days. Uh, and considering that he's been coming to camps and been associated with Alabama for a number of years, um, is it kind of just been the the origins of maybe Pete Golding more so? How has that worked? And I'm sure based on Freddie Roach being at Ole Miss, yeah. probably familiar with, with Freddie from that perspective. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, with these SEC kids, kids in the South, I mean, there, there's crossover a lot of the times, even when, you know, their staff shake up, um, you know, there's still some familiarity there. And that that's the case with Freddie Roach. I actually talked to Shaheem last night. Um, it, we'll have a story up um, on Thursday about his thoughts on committing but he said yeah he, he's he's known freddie roach since back at back at old miss um and you know i think i'm trying to think prior to that but anyway he, he said since old miss he, he's known him so there's a lot of familiarity there um he, he's close to, uh, with uh with pete golding um that who his is his area recruiter yeah pete golding actually tweeted out on on uh, on wednesday the the flex emoji kind of signifying a commit was coming so there, there was a little bit of a you know teaser there but um yeah those are the, those two and obviously nick saban um he you know with his tweet he he uh screenshotted his 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 zoom or facetime call with with nick saban so those are kind of the three main recruiters there but yeah he, he he's very familiar has a you know he, he's he's pretty close with the staff you know you look at uh you look at otis on tape and you see some of the combine type camp stuff that he does and just the physical makeup of this guy and i'm gonna go back like five years and invoke kendall hulk jones from out there in the state of texas kind of reminds me of that dude a little bit who it looked like for a while was headed to alabama uh in his own right just uh yeah. physical attributes yeah i think are pretty similar there yeah, both. I mean, going back to him, that was my first year covering Alabama recruiting. You know, he he was similar size, similar uh, you know height, weight, and they just wore it really well. And I, I think that's similar with Otis. Um, you know, you you stood next to Kendall Jones, and you know you, you would be shocked to hear he was 350 pounds. He he, he looked really actually he looked looked really lean and like built. Um, so uh, I think you know both those guys are, are very similar. I, I like that comp. I was actually uh, I was thinking. Kind of similar, but Tim Smith, uh, a little mm-hmm. bit um, was was my first kind of thought when I thought of that. But I like the I like the Jones comparison as well. Maybe some Ashawn Robinson if we want to stick out there in Texas a little bit. Ashawn mm-hmm. was always pretty impressive physically, but this is sort of next level massive when you talk about Jaheem Otis, Jaheem the Dream, I guess we'll call him. <laughs> moving forward as you noted uh the commitment of otis number six for alabama in the class of 2022 he is the number 12 defensive tackle prospect and number 149 overall player in the country per the industry generated 24 7 sports composite ranking so a nice if not somewhat as hank pointed out a little bit random uh but interesting nonetheless to add a second defensive lineman now to this still growing 2022 class. Hey, Hank, before we head to a break, wanted to get into some A-Day visitors of note, understanding that whereas we're thrilled that we're going to have A-Day in some form or fashion, not all the way back to what we knew, say, in 2019, when it was the sort of mega recruiting opportunity uh, that it has been in years past, but still good to get a lot of these guys on campus and uh, there for the scrimmage nonetheless, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you can get these guys on your campus uh, as opposed to someone else's, um, you know, that, that's a win, even if it is a dead period. 
Um, and, you know, we saw Florida State have they had a big visitors weekend um, with guys on campus, I, I guess, last weekend. And uh, I think they got a couple commits out of it, just having guys in town. So, um, yeah, it, it seems like, you know, it, it'll be um, a, a solid showing. Um, several Alabama commits expected to attend. Um, Ty Simpson, Emmanuel Henderson, Robert Woodyard. So, that, you know, those guys can probably take on a little uh, recruiter role, whereas the coaches can't talk to them in person. Um, but, you know, Jeremiah Alexander, Justice Finkley, Shamar James, some big targets in the class of 2022, uh, particularly from in-state, um, are expected in attendance. And who knows, you know, guys could, you know, just get that urge and, and, and commit um, just based off, you know, the, their experience. So we'll, we'll see kind of how it all all plays out. But um, should be, you know, first visitors weekend we, we, we've had in a while. Yeah, I would think, and this is just an assumption by me, that when you combine the opportunity to go to spring games, you mentioned Florida State and kind of the after effect that 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 situation had on the Seminoles uh, getting a bump in commitments. It, I would think there's some some guys out there that are probably, even if they don't realize it, itching to maybe go ahead and, and make some decisions because they haven't been able to go to places Uh, over the last year or so and then you get them in that situation again even if it isn't formal in terms of a recruiting opportunity they can still get caught up in this deal i would think yeah and it's it's interesting because there's like so many different things at play you know obviously you got the dead period coming up to you know that's going to end or looks like it's going to end at the end of may um so you know you got for sure visits that uh, are on the horizon, you know, you can get some official visits in, um, test it out. But then at the same time, yeah, you, you know, you haven't been in a, in this like formal recruiting setting and in, in a long time, uh, you get there and, you know, you just guys just decide to commit. Um, I, I think, you know, if we didn't see the dead period coming to an end here soon, maybe this weekend would be even bigger of a, you know, even more of a chance to, to see some guys pop just because, you know, who knows when they're going to have another opportunity to, to be in that kind of environment. But, uh, it'll, it'll be kind of interesting to see how they kind of balance or, or, you know, juggle that, you know, visits are coming up, but, uh, you know, you're here now having a good time, you know, do you want to go ahead and, and pop and maybe take some visits as a commit? So yeah, we'll, we'll see how that kind of all, that all plays out. Yeah, we're going to take a break here on the Bama Online Podcast, talking with Hank South. does an outstanding job covering recruiting for us there at BOL. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a couple of items that we touched on a little bit, go a little bit more in depth on the D1 Council for the NCAA, formally approving the one-time transfer rule. Could that have an immediate impact on the University of Alabama in the coming days and weeks, uh, both in terms of uh, transfers, but then also with the June one, perhaps the dead period uh, being lifted, and and how that could still maybe impact the Alabama class of 2021. Still a big target out there for 2021. We'll do that with Hank South when the Bama Online Podcast returns right after this. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back with more of the Bama Online. Uh, podcast Travis Schreier joined by Hank South 
talking some crouton on a Thursday, a couple days before A Day 2021 at the Capstone. So, Hank, uh, it became a for it was a formality, and it did come to fruition here in the last day or so. The NCAA D1 Council goes ahead and approves the one-time transfer rule. Now, we've seen some conferences around collegiate athletics, even before this was done at the NCAA level, go ahead and rescind their intra-conference transfer rules, which is considered to be you know, the other sort of hang-up potentially for these players that are looking to make moves around college football, also college basketball as well. Uh, when Alabama fans hear this, they think of Henry Toa Toa, the Tennessee mm-hmm. linebacker that is in the transfer portal. Uh, from what you've been able to gather, and I know there's been mention of Toa Toa with some other schools, not just Alabama. Uh, what, what's And you've spoken with the Toa Toa family, as we know, in depth. You've been able to keep up with that with Hank at BamaOnline.com. What is your expectation, maybe for that specific situation now, as we get word officially from the D1 Council on the one-time transfer rule. Yeah, you know, talking to the Totoas, I, I think the expectation is just, you know, they're going to wait to see what, you know, the, the SEC rules. You know, obviously we, we got kind of the NCAA um, um, decision in, um, and, and now, you know, that was one of two they needed um, as far as if they want to go to Alabama. Um, and, and, you know, they're going to wait for the, uh, the SEC now um, and then kind of break down their options. And, you know, as far as timeline, I'm not sure when the SEC could decide. You know, I think the Big 12 came out and announced last night or earlier this week that, that they're going to mm-hmm. allow intra and then ACC has been for a while. But uh, so, you know, we'll see. Maybe it's this week. Maybe it's after the, you know, the official. I think that what the votes officially done on Thursday uh, or, or something like that. So maybe they're just waiting for official word. We'll see. But uh, regardless, you know, I, I think the Toes are waiting, you know, his dad Henry's dad is a, an assistant coach at De La Salle high school. So the, you know, they have their final game of the season this week. Um, so that's kind of been the, the focus of this week as far as, you know, where, where they're standing. Um, I actually caught up with them to see if they were going to come to, come to a day by chance just to, you know, get out to campus. And, you know, they're not, they have that, that those plans in place. So, um, we'll see, I, you know, the, they're going to wait for the vote. They're going to talk about it again. You know, they, they talked about how they're going to take whatever advice Nick Saban gives them, um, when it comes to, um, that decision. And, you know, if it's not for, if it's not Alabama, you know, for some reason, if the SEC doesn't allow intra-conference transferring, you know, I, I think Ohio state's probably that backup option as far as, you know, where they're looking. So, um, uh, you know, they're just kind of still in the wait and see mode. They've really stuck by that timeline. He said back in February, you know, we're going to wait for these votes to play out. We're going to talk about it then make a decision. And, you know, here we are in April 15th and, and that's kind of still where we're at. As far as the dead period, coming to an end on June 1, uh, JT Molao, the big-time defensive end, still out there for the class of 2021 from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, is he continuing to wait this thing out in hopes of still perhaps taking official visits to his top two or three op- uh, options out there? That's the plan. You know, he, he recently caught up with Brandon Huffman, um, or his dad did, or, or Brandon Huffman's been all over this recruitment, but uh, yeah, he said once that that dead period lifts, they they want to get out on those 
five trips at least. You know, I, I think they absolutely want to get to Alabama and Ohio State. Um, obviously, there's there's some more familiarity with the West Coast schools um, in his top five, but Alabama and Ohio State look like they're going to absolutely get official visits. Um, but yeah, that's that's going to come in June. Then obviously a decision would be made after that. So he hasn't really hurried anything along you know he's taking his time he's had his football season it's still weird to me that they're having spring high school football season um and i think he has he just wrapped up his senior season in football and then he had a couple more basketball games or something (laughs) so he's been pretty busy with his own his own stuff um and then you know obviously you know with with, uh june coming he'll be a little bit busier then too before he makes his uh his final decision but yeah it looks like that that june the month of june looks like the prime you know decision timeline visit window for for uh, jt um you know in in regards to whatever commitment he makes and then obviously i guess some 2022 guys as you've reported on the website uh looking to go ahead and get official visits lined up for this summer uh looking ahead to the 2022 class yeah um yeah there's been a there's been a handful you know we've seen several schools just like load up every weekend in june just they're gonna have big official visitors weekends and maybe that's a good strategy i'm not sure but bama hasn't to my knowledge, hasn't done that too much yet. You know, we, we've seen, I think, four or five guys had official visit dates for the month of June. I know Shamar James recently set up for June 4th. Um, I, I think uh, th- th- there's a few others. Bobby Taylor, Texas A&M cornerback commit. He's, I think, June 11th. So, th- I mean, they're going to have visitors each weekend, probably some official visitors. But I've also talked to guys that have, you know, been in contact with Alabama that, you know, Bama wants them to come out during the season, you know, see a game or, mm-hmm. you know, even after the, you know, Bama typically likes to do their official visitors weekends after the season when they can actually spend time with the kids and, you know, really actually recruit them and not just kind of rush them along through the game day atmosphere. Either way, you know, getting a visit is getting a visit but um so so we'll see how that goes but bama hasn't been as active in setting the official visits as as some other schools have and you know we'll see which strategy pays off well as always hank we appreciate you taking the time here on the bama online podcast always great stuff with hank for us there at bama online you can hang out with us at the round table the premium message board of choice for alabama fans globally these days hank thanks again my friend Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, Travis. For Hank Sal, Travis Ryer, hoping you will, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Bama Online Podcast. If you haven't done that, it's as simple as a click or two. Leave us a rating and a review while you're there. We would greatly appreciate that as well. Until next time, have a great weekend, everybody.